Strike the timeout. Technical They're foul. Out of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. I'm Mark Titus. He's Tate Frazier. Producer Kyle sitting over there. Here's one shining podcast. We are taping this on Friday, December 1st. It is currently 1.52 p.m. here in Los Angeles. So that would make it, what, 4.52, I want to say? You did the math, yes. Yeah. Three so, hours. Uh, Pitt, Pitt and Duquesne are playing uh, right after we get done taping this. So if if you're wondering why we're not talking about that game, it's because... We're saving that for Monday's pod. We're going to save it for Monday's pod. That was the game that I promised when I was campaigning for the Duquesne job. I made a handful of promises. You remember this, Tate. Number yes. one was we would beat the hell out of Pitt. Mm-hmm. Number two Cross is... Crosstown rival. Number two is we would make the Final Four. And if I didn't do those two things, I would resign. And um, yeah, so we'll see how Dan brought... What's the name? You know, like every great rivalry has a name. Like, you know, Xavier Cincinnati is the Crosstown shootout. Like, is there a name for Pitt hmm. Duquesne? Just like the dumpster fireball or something? <laughs> like, it's the worst place. I'm not really sure. I'm not really, yeah, well, yeah, we'll figure it out. If, just, you're, if you're a Duquesne fan or a Pitt fan, please let us know what the name of that rivalry is. The funny thing is I think Pitt fans are cheering for Duquesne. I think, like, everybody's cheering for Duquesne to win because yeah, I don't think Pitt fans like Stalins anymore, so... Yeah, this is. I love Stall. By the way, is it really a rivalry? Or are they just in the same town? I don't know. There's just a lot of things. Is, but yeah, that game's going on today. Um, also, I should say, Tate, uh, I want to apologize to Michael Porter Jr., who mm. we have been ragging on for faking his back injury. Uh, and what I can only assume is some act of God, some sort of karma coming back mm. to me. I have like the worst. I have the worst back spasms I've ever had in my life. So your back um, is not back. My back is not back. I, it started like literally right after we got done taping. <laughs> we were roast right after we were saying Michael Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is faking his back injury and is a uh, he didn't actually get surgery. And by the way, we were joking. So um, or were we joking? I don't know. Hey, we don't know. I was joking. Who's to say? Whoever gave me these back spasms, I was joking. Because I I leave I go home I I go to sleep I wake up the next morning. We know it was morning. some porter. I don't know if it, it there was a lot of them that they could come over here and make it happen. My back has been killing me. Just apologize. My just back admit is, your fault. My back is killing me. Um, I, I take nothing back. I'm. <laughs> I feel great. You haven't, you haven't been. <laughs> I feel awesome. You haven't been bit yet, but yeah, I'm, I might need that back series that Michael Porter got where he was like up running around doing jumping jacks an hour after he got done with it. Because <laughs> do you need to go to Neiman Marcus too? Do you this need to go buy it? maybe some like uh, consumer therapy? Or this something? is brutal. Uh, but let's get to the news of the week. Yes. Guess what happened? The ACC Big Ten Challenge happened, and uh, the ACC dominates once again. Kyle, play it. This is ACC Basketball with Clemson, Duke, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Wake Forest. So the ACC destroys the Big Ten. The Big Ten, uh, first of all, I'm not even surprised. This was... I felt like the Big Ten was garbage last year, and this year I don't like to boast. I'm going to jump in right now. I don't like to boast a lot on this show, and you know, being a national champion, it's hard not to if you're a North Carolina fan. But the ACC Big Ten Challenge, I was hoping for something more, Titus. I was hoping for a challenge, yeah. And it has not been a challenge very often in this whole thing. Uh, 2009, I think. I'm not sure, but I think it was 2009 was the first year the Big Ten ever won it. And now they won, won like five, six in a row. Yeah, go ahead. No one remembers those. Those were the down <laughs> years of college basketball, the downtrodden years. And now we're back. The ACC is back. Uh, Michigan State was the redeeming thing that happened last night when they beat Notre Dame by 18. Yeah. 
But other than that, I mean, Purdue be, so Michigan State beats Notre Dame by a ton, uh, which like we said it on the last pod. Notre Dame got the Maui bump. There's no disrespect to Notre Dame; they have a very good team. We love Notre Dame. They just they have obvious flaws. They're undersized. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is not undersized. Uh, Notre Dame has like like if if Mike Bray could get away with it, he would play three and a half players. I want to say mm-hmm. like that's it. That's the only guys he trusts. Um, so. I don't know. Those were the two games that that stuck out for the Big Ten. I think we won two more. I don't even really. I say we because if if you're new to the podcast, I'm an Indian. I grew up an Indian fan. Went to Ohio State. Tate's a North Carolina guy. Didn't mm. even didn't even realize there were other conferences in the country until this he is turned just what 21. we watched. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a Big Ten guy. Tate's an ACC guy. Uh, but this wasn't. I weirdly am not like that embarrassed. I, I almost like welcome it. Like I want the Big Ten to hit rock bottom so like reform can happen. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the problem is, Tate. We're not cheating enough in the Big Ten. <laughs> we talked about this when the FBI scandal hit. Yeah, there are a lot of good guys in the big mm. coaching Big Ten mm. teams. A lot. We need more bad guys, less good guys. That's that's my stance. I just want to say this about the conference pride. This is all a joke. Like there's no one that I've ever met in the ACC or the Big Ten that has ever been like it, maybe maybe it's about on. the network or something that they would it's, brag about. It's a joke. It, it started as a joke for me. It's only. A, I'm I'm very hypocritical about this. I got called out on this because I wrote mm-hmm. in my power rankings column today. Someone uh, someone called me out that I'm always the person that's like making fun of the SEC for celebrating Alabama winning a national title. And you celebrated Michigan State? And I'm, I very much need Michigan State to win a national <laughs> championship. But it's not... The way I'm going to justify it, the mental gymnastics I'm going to do on this mm-hmm. date is that it's been 17 years. This will be 18 years if, that the Big Ten has not won a national title because Maryland does not count. Maryland won it when they were in the ACC in 02. People forget. So 2000 is the last time the Big Ten has won a national championship. Mm-hmm. We've come very, very close. We've had five programs get second, lose in the title game. It's not that I I just want to get the drought over with. And mm-hmm. then like, if Michigan State wins it this year, I will be ecstatic. It will be a big win for the conference. And then if Michigan State wins it next year, I won't give a shit. I, that, you have my word. So I'm gonna, I am hypocritical. I will acknowledge that. But um, I don't know. Like you don't, you don't know what it's like to have your conference – be terrible. No, to, to grow I up, don't. You don't know That's what it's the best like, part Tate. about the ACC. You don't know what it's like to grow up thinking like this is the pinnacle of basketball. This is it. Like what, when watching I, Wisconsin, I raised, I'm like this is the top. Of I was basketball. raised to believe that Indiana Purdue is like the greatest game every year, and then like Indiana Kentucky was like the greatest game ever. I remember when I first started like covering college basketball for a living, and I, I was writing about Kentucky. I think it was like the 2012 team, mm-hmm. and I wrote something about how uh, how Indiana knocked off. Kentucky and like Kentucky, I, I said something like Kentucky lost to their biggest rival or something, and I got grilled by like Kentucky. Every fans Louisville like, you fan asshole, in the world. Yeah. we're Louisville, and I was like, "Are you?" Because like when I grew up, it was always Indiana, Kentucky, and that was because like Kentucky didn't play Louisville for a yeah. long time. So anyway, like that was my frame of reference, and then you go out into the world, Tate, and come to find out the world you thought you knew, the Big Ten is terrible. We're we're very bad at basketball. Um, I had this weird epiphany too. Like I grew up, and there was this big rivalry game between Duke and North Carolina, and I'm like, that can't be the most nationally prominent rivalry in the not. whole world. And then it turned out it was. And it's not. Yeah. We got Cincinnati Xavier to talk about here <laughs> coming that's, up. That's the, that's, that's the cross real shootout. That's the real rivalry. So let's go through uh, the individual games. Yeah. Uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, we we don't care about all of them. You don't care about all of them. You no, listen and you only um, watch two or three of them yeah, you only, at most. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we're watching. We're like Santa Claus. It's December, by the way. Congrats. Uh, Glad we made it to another December. So we we made the list of the games we cared about. Uh, Georgia Tech beats Northwestern, fifty-two to fifty-one. Yep. Was that at Georgia Tech or Northwestern? Yes, at Georgia, at Georgia Tech. Tech. Yep. Uh, so Chris Collins, very good guy. M- might be good guy of the year at this point. It's, it's at like least him, of 2017. It's like him and Sean yeah. Miller, but Sean Miller's was like a snap. We don't know if it was like a snap of the finger, just a three day 
thing or like like Chris Collins. This is just being sustained. The uh, the slide of and Northwestern his, and his team looks sort of. They look like they're looking for him for guidance, and he right. doesn't have the answers. He's yeah, and and so what is it? What does he do, Tate? He does have the answer. What does he do? Takes away the ends. He digs into the Mike Shashetsky bag yep. and says, "You have to earn the right to get the D on your chest." Except this time, it's the Northwestern N, and you know, as we know, these kids like every kid in the country grows up wanting to wear that. If N I'm on the Law, chest, if so. I'm Macintosh, I'm like, look. I didn't have to earn anything. Like we we've gone to one NCAA tournament. What are you talking we've about? We've already like, earned the end. Yeah, like literally, just the fact that I agreed to play basketball here is enough for me to earn this end. What do you like? What does that I mean? I am the first person to have multiple scholarship <laughs> offers and come to Northwestern. So I just yeah. yeah. Don't tell John Scherner to earn that end. Don't tell me to earn that end. So Chris Collins is uh. There's trouble in paradise. Mm. We we not to brag. We predicted it on this show. Yes. We predicted Northwestern. Uh, and I will say, I was a little spiteful with my prediction of this, yeah. but I did not like the media tour that Chris Collins had this offseason, where he basically, I think his arm, I think he tore his ro- rotator cuff from like actually patting himself <laughs> on the back too much. Um, and now it's all coming back to haunt him. And Josh Pastner, we should say, on the other side, great for you, Josh. You know, what, you know what's really strange is that I don't see as many Northwestern media people yeah, where tweeting about the basketball season. It's weird. Well, they're not talking about college basketball. It's weird. It's, it's, they're not invested in It feels in like this they year. don't care quite yeah. as well. Oh, that's weird. That's weird, Tate. It's interesting. They should do a no, kick. like, I, I, I seriously, Tate, Tate does, like, his I hate Duke and everything affiliated shtick. That's why he hated Northwestern. It's not I, I honestly thought, like, life. Northwestern, like, part of what made them so good last year, and what and the reason, they, they always pulled off upsets in the Big Ten back yes. when Bill Carmody was coaching the team, and mm-hmm. they would run the Princeton offense, because you look at the team, and it's Northwestern, and you always see the stats where it's like, it, no matter what team it was, if you're Michigan, and Northwestern was coming in to play you, like, they would show the stat, like, Michigan has won 68 of the last 69 <laughs> meetings, and they nice. never, lo- yeah, they never lose at home, and, and like all that. So the Michigan players, are like, yeah, we'll, we'll kick their ass. And then finally, Northwestern had like a semi-competent team last year, and they mm-hmm. just surprised a lot. And this year, you don't get that luxury. Like th- that's a very cliche thing to say is that there's a difference between being the hunter and the hunted, but there's also some truth to that. And this year, no one's taking Northwestern lightly. And, and let's be honest, if you went back to Georgia Tech, you know, four years ago, and you went up to them and you were like, hey. If you went up to Derek Favors, right? Let's go to like mid two thousand. You yep. go to Derek Favors his first year, and you're playing Northwestern at home. He's probably like, I don't care. No one's gonna yeah. watch this game, like whatever. But last night, Georgia, yeah. you know, like, not last night, but when they played Georgia Tech, it's like, oh, Northwestern. They made the tournament last year. We want to make the tournament. Josh Kogi's like, I want to hit shots, and let's let's go ahead and get a win. How did Lammers do? I didn't actually see the game. He played all right. No, is he all right? Yeah. I gotta keep an eye on him. Love Lammers. Love the uh, other big games. So this was the one of the two big games that the Big Ten pulled off was Purdue beating Louisville. Um, the thing that stood out to me about this was Purdue was five for twenty three from the three point line. Uh, Purdue is built. The, the, the trouble they had in the Bahamas is they weren't hitting threes, and this is the fear I have with a lot of teams. Is I, I I'm obviously a big three-point shooting fan. I mm-hmm. love threes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's my game. That's all I can do. So I, I love watching teams that, that rain threes. But then when teams go cold, it becomes very problematic. And uh, that's what I was worried about with Purdue. So to see them beat a ranked team by going 5-for-23 from the three-point line, that's a good sign. I'm, I'm happy about that. And we should say that we had brought up, I think it was Monday, right? We brought up that Louisville had been undefeated. They had been ranked. No one had talked yeah. about them. They'd basically been blackballed by the media. They get this big game in Purdue. Mackey Arena, I've never been there. I know that you, you Mackey say Arena. It was rocking. I'm going to say this. It was rocking. I'm going to be 100% serious. Mackey Arena is my favorite arena in college basketball. It and, looked like a lot of there fun. There are a lot of stipulations, so stick with me. When I say, like, if I could get season tickets to any one arena, 
Mm. And I don't like Purdue. I, I hated Purdue growing up. My mom played at Purdue, so like I, I love my mom. She's by the way, I'm gonna brag on her. She's a uh, Purdue like Hall of Fame legend. She's Shout got a picture at Mac Arena and all that sort of thing. Uh, but I never really liked Purdue growing up. But as I've gotten older and I've kind of like stepped out into the world again, I, I went back to Mac Arena. That place is insane. Like it's it's not it's it's built it's very accessible. So like what makes arenas in college basketball cool is that a lot of them are really old like assembly hall at indiana which we're going to talk about that atmosphere in a second is old as shit and there's like five good seats in there and the <laughs> bathrooms are terrible i haven't been there since it's been renovated but like it's the worst facility in the world but it gets loud as hell and that's what makes it a great arena Mackey has like the loud environment but it's also like easy to get into and the bathrooms are nice and does that make any sense to you that like it, it, that you like to make your ticket choices based on the bathroom? No, I'm saying it strikes the balance between like it's actually a fun fan experience where you're not like cram packed in like sardines and like yeah, you, like in assembly hall they have like the 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 upper deck like hangs over the lower deck where mm. if you're tucked up underneath you can't see it's like claustrophobic and Mackey is like like it's really comfortable it feels like a, an NBA arena but it's actually a college arena and it has a college arena atmosphere. That would be in serious, Tate. So it's my favorite I'm, arena. I'm, I'm happy you for it. I'm just, I was just telling you it was rocking and it's I want to like, go. Yeah, and you don't have the uh, the wine and cheese crowd like you have in North Carolina where everyone's wearing their freaking light blue button-ups and tack- <laughs> tucking them in their khakis and like every single Swooping guy in North Carolina. Hair, every got single a nice guy, watch on. Every single North Carolina guy has the, yeah, the hair swooped over yes. to the side. You got the little Maui logo. Maui Jim glasses. I don't know if it's because they love the Maui Invitational so much or they just love the glasses. You got the, Yeah, you got them like hanging on the neck. Yeah, like the you croquis. take them off. Yep, exactly. Then you put the little Tar Heel logo like on the yes. pocket it's of the It's not a polo. Up. It looks like a polo, but it's actually a Tar Heel foot. Yes. Uh, and then you uh, uh, get the, your initials put on your little cufflinks. <laughs> That's the, and then you tuck them into your khakis. And, and you're a lawyer, it's, it's, and you have a great family, and you love living in North Carolina. every North Carolina fan. Come That's on. Every North it's Carolina. not a bad so, life. Uh, yeah, Purdue, good win. Um, again, Louisville, it's perfect timing that we were just talking about how no one cares about Louisville this year because of the FBI thing, and then now they lose to Purdue, and they're probably going to be unranked next week, and no one's going to care about them. But I still think they're a pretty good team. They're a really good team, and they're going to sneak up on some people in the ACC, but I just think it's crazy that even this Purdue-Louisville game, like, we're talking about it, but I have not heard. Like, no, no one's, one's brought, talking no, about yeah, it. Yeah, no one's, like, brought it up. And, but, like, Jay Williams or Seth Greenberg, one of those people has not been like, but let me tell you about Purdue and Purdue, Louisville. Yeah. Like, they just Purdue's completely, an interesting spot, by yeah. the way, because they, so their last two wins have been Arizona and Louisville. Yes. Like, those are good wins against good teams. But the two games before that, they didn't look so good. And, and if you believed in preseason rankings, like, yeah. Louisville and Arizona was pretty much consistently number two. Louisville was a top five team until the FBI stuff happened. Yeah. So take it from that vantage point, even though I don't believe in any of those preseason rankings, like, oh, Purdue beat two quality, yeah. quality programs. Arizona Arizona's still very good. And Arizona yes. will be very good. And yes. that'll be a, a great win for Purdue later. But um, it's right now we're trying to figure out how good. Are we sure Purdue's good is what we would, what we would say. Uh, so the game that I think most people probably – I don't know how to phrase this. Like the game that that maybe it's just me because I live in my bubble, but the game that got like the most attention, I felt like there was a moment and was uh, Duke at Indiana of the week. Well, you live, in, you live in your bubble. No but one. But I felt that. like oh, get out of here. No <laughs> one was watching your bullshit Carolina Michigan game. I, I literally no one was watching no it. No one was watching it. The funniest it. story about that was like that day that it was happening. I, like uh, Bill Simmons is, you know, we're talking. He's like, "What college, what college game should I watch tonight?" And I'm like, 
Uh, well, North Carolina plays Michigan for the first time since 1993. The first time since Chris Weber called way, our, this our, timeout. Our theme song here on yes, the Shining yes, Podcast is up, Woody Durham. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Like this is a big moment, and I like didn't think people really took into account that it's the first time they've played each other since then. Uh-huh. And then it was just the worst game, and Carolina blew them off. And Beeline seemed fine to lose. You know, it's like a classy win mm-hmm. where it's like the coach is like, "God, you guys just played really good tonight. We were yeah. happy to be in Chapel Hill." So we don't need to talk about it. Let's talk yeah, about it. I, I actually didn't watch it, so it doesn't count to me. Uh, Carolina, to me, is still – I've seen one Carolina game this year. They lost to Michigan State. Don't um, watch anymore. They're terrible. That's my uh, new rule. They're unranked. Mark Titus, That's do not, not watch I've, us. I've, I've, people, I'm going to get tweets from people. I've watched more than one game. I just, I'm just i doing shtick with Tate. I, I actually didn't watch the Michigan game because I was watching the, I was watching <laughs> the Columbus the crew. crew yeah. they, Soccer they, fan. They lost in the most heartbreaking fashion. They, I don't know. I don't I don't want to talk about it, but our boys our boys played hard. Uh, so let's talk about Duke, Indiana. Yeah. Um, the Assembly Hall atmosphere is I, my goal. I have three goals on this podcast. One, I, I want to parlay this into a coaching gig with you. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be the head coach. It didn't work out at Duquesne, but we're going to figure out the right job. Um, one of these jobs, what was the Tim Floyd just stepped down at UTEP. Maybe we could get that one. Then didn't somebody else just resign too? Yeah, but I don't want to be officially on staff. I just yeah. kind of want to be like in the background looming. Like I want to be your World Wide West to your Leon Rose. Yeah, which like by the way, does anybody know what World Wide West actually does? No, and that's what I want to do. I just need a nickname the at the front thing. of Tate. That's like the great. I want that job so badly. I just like, <laughs> I want to be, I want someone to put a camera on World Wide West when he's like introducing himself mm. to someone who doesn't know them. And then they're like, like go to, go to some cocktail party or something. And you're like, hey, so uh, what do you do for a living? And then just hear what World Wide West's answer is. Cause I have no idea what that guy does. I think he would just say influence things. Yeah. I'm a brand In those two words. I'm a hashtag things. influencer. Yeah. God, those are the words. Anyone that told you they're an influencer, so kick them in the d. My, my, Dude, bleep that go. Objective one is, uh, Objective one: I want to get a coaching gig where I'm a head coach. You're my bag man. We we hire. We have to figure out who our assistants will be. Producer Kyle might be on staff. Uh, number two: We gotta get sponsored. Yes, we're, we're we're we need someone to drop the bag for us. Um, this is gonna happen. Eventually. You literally have people calling you right now trying to sponsor. My phone's us. blowing up. Yeah, we're, we just want to find the right ones. Bad boy mowers. That would be a good yes. one. They sponsor Battle of Atlantis. We will ride in mowers to the studio we if can, we have to. We can be bought. We just we, yes. we need the right. We'll bag have to go more. Uh, number three, I got to get you to a game at Assembly Hall because yeah. that atmosphere is, and it's only for big games because if you notice, Indiana lost to Indiana State at home by like 30 <laughs> to start the season. Yeah. And you're thinking, how can the Assembly Hall atmosphere be that great if you lost to Indiana State? There's like, it, the, the stars have to line. It has to be a highly ranked team. Mm-hmm. Indiana has to be like not... Th- there has to be like some sort of buzz around Indiana, like and in, in Archie Miller being a new coach creates that buzz. So like if Crean was still coaching this team, they would have gotten whacked. I'm not sure anyone yeah. would really care, but like there's enough buzz to where the people care. It has to be a prime time game so the kids can all get drunk throughout the day mm-hmm. in anticipation of it. And and that's and if then you throw in like a Duke or like a brand name on top of all that, I mean then you have it. But that atmosphere, a blue blood. Unbelievable! The I, I I swear to you, it's worth at least ten to fifteen points for Indiana. And people would say, well, does that mean? Indiana would have lost by twenty or twenty-five on a neutral court. Yes, yes, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what that Perfect. means. Duke would have beat the shit out of Indiana on a neutral court. And uh, I don't know. Did you, did you watch the game? Did yes, you? I want to talk about just basically Indiana. Robert Johnson. I haven't mm-hmm. watched Indiana. I, I know that Danny Green's brother plays on the team, and I didn't even know that he wore the number that he wore, and I was making fun of someone wearing that prestigious number at Indiana and looking like a scrub. And then it turns out the one player that I really cared about. Dante. He was number yeah. eleven, yes, worn number by 11. Isaiah Thomas, yes. Yogi Ferrell, Dan. Basically, Dockage. I had this rule that like, if you go to North Carolina, you don't wear twenty three. If you go to Indiana, you shouldn't wear eleven. But obviously, Yogi Ferrell and all these guys have, so it doesn't matter. 
No, we don't. We don't. Re- they don't retire numbers at Indiana. I know, but I just think it's that's part, ridiculous. Because you, you play for the name on the front of your chest, not the back. We don't. We're not Carolina, where we have like every goddamn guy who got drafted in the NBA gets a, 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 a jersey up in the rafters. We just got too many Hall of Famers to name. <laughs> it's, a, it's a predicament. Uh, but Duke, I just want to talk about Duke. The, the way oh, they, do you? You want to talk about Duke? Yeah, this I is interesting. Know, interesting I'll, development on this podcast. I, I, I want to talk about it. I was just Robert Johnson. You deserve the credit. But we're tied at 75. Indiana makes this great yeah. run. You text me and you're like, who's your, who's your, who's your daddy or whatever who, you said. Who, 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 Whatever they say there. And uh, I'm like, all right. Let, I have not been watching this game up to this point because I don't want to fall into this propaganda trap. And I'm like, whatever, I'll turn this thing on. So we're tied at 75, 509 remaining. I think that I make Grayson Allen better. I turn this game on, <laughs> and they just flip the switch. Trent just starts hitting shots. They go on like a 16-6 to run. Yeah. They, they end up blowing the game out, winning the game. Grayson Allen f- hits these like fadeaway jumpers to win the game. And he's, he's the closer. He's Kira Sedgwick. And <laughs> I know no one wants to say it, but I'm here to say it. He, that's who he is. He's Kevin Bacon's wife. He's not afraid of the moment. He makes shots in prime time. Good for him. He Are you great? Is game. it working? Is the Grayson Allen thing working on you? No, I'm trying to make fun of him for being said, the closer. He said uh, he you're, you're, trying, you're trying before. to make you're trying to make fun of him for being clutch as hell and winning games. This for, is the only way I can make fun of him. Wow, dude, that's it's a really great. Tough. That's a great. Insult. It's tough. I'm not he, feeling uh, good. He uh um, <laughs> my phone is blowing. Bad up. boy mowers will not Bad stop boy, blowing us up. Uh, so he um after the game said a lot of nice things about. Assembly Hall in the atmosphere. Oh my god! And, of course he would. And it. Let's it, be honest. He's trying to Who, do the. If they do a blue chips too, so people that haven't seen blue chips, they feel like an Indiana team, and it's Bob Knight playing the yeah. fake team that's run by Nick Nolte, and Bobby yeah. Hurley is the point yeah. guard for Indiana, was which he is like eleven. Yeah, he, I think yeah, of course. Eleven, and he's the most perfect Indiana point guard ever because he cares about fundamentals. He's a white guy. You know, everything works out. Grayson Allen, if they did blue chips too, to would be the Bobby Hurley yeah. equivalent. He'd be the shooting guard, and Bobby Knight would. I would. I would love if they still cast Bobby Knight as the coach of Indiana. Like nothing had changed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he'd be that guy. Uh, so, Duke, you, you bring up a good point about Duke coming from behind. This is the fourth game in a row that Duke has trailed in the second half. I, I don't think they got down. They double. trail in did every they, game. Did they trail double? Di- I don't think they trailed by double digits to IU in the set. But the, the IU got like a, a decent sized lead on them. It was like five or six points. Yeah, I think, I think it was seven. Um, and they come back. And yep. So now the talk about Duke is. Are like which team are they? Are they, they the, the first team? half team or are they a second half team? Are they which which where's the real Duke? Are they the first team that shows up the first thirty two minutes? They the are the team that wins when the ref makes the adjustments, no, which on. is the second half team. So there definitely is the theory that Duke gets favorable calls, um, and Mike Shashevsky works the refs. Um, I, I, work is the kindest <laughs> word for threaten that's ever been out there. You can. I'm not, I don't know if this has ever personally affected you, Tate, as a North Carolina <laughs> fan, but uh, you know what? Semi pro is looking at this earlier when he's like, S, he says, "Suck my." Is what he says to the ref, and then, he, then he's like, "What I say to you? What I <laughs> yeah. say?" To you? That's like K. Like he K. says these terrible things. And he's like, "What do you mean?" So the theory, like you, you might assume that that's what's going on with Duke if you're just one of those Duke haters, and you'd say they're getting favorable calls. But this team is designed to like you have the best front court in the country. Mm. You have no way of stopping Marvin Bagley. If you do stop Bagley. You're not stopping Carter, and they're fouling out everybody. Like that makes sense, doesn't it? That it, the the whole reason Indiana was close in the first place is because they were hacking the shit out of Marvin Bagley and Carter, mm-hmm. and that, that eventually is going to come up, catch up to you. You're going to have double bonus with 12 minutes of play. All your guys are going to foul out, and you're going to have a six five guy guarding Bagley, and then Duke's going to pull away. So, like to me, that's what the theme of all of this is is that teams have no idea how to stop them so they're throwing junk against the wall and if the team if the if the game lasted 30 minutes they'd be good but the game lasts 40 minutes and you can't sustain that and 
Duke knows that, and they just stay patient, and then they pull it out in the end. I know how to beat Bagley. Every team in the, the eye. no, yes, every single team in the country has doubled Hap this year, and he looks like he's just lost for words when he doesn't know what to do with himself. Ethan Hap, Wisconsin, yeah, yes, Ethan Hap at Wisconsin, um, a guy that could have been national player of the year we thought, but is not at all right now. Everyone needs to do that to Bagley. Double him, but you can't. Yes, you can. Yes, the you Carter's can. gonna dunk on your face. Then Good you got, luck. Good you luck. You got Grayson Allen. You got Gary Trent Jr. You got Duval. Prove it. Prove it that you can do it to me in the second half with 12 minutes left, not with six oh minutes left. God. That's what I want to see from this Duke team. And we should say Marcus Bolden. Uh, we fouled out. Carter fouled out in this game. Bolden comes in, and like I'm ready to laugh at Bolden because it's entertaining <laughs> that he's in the crunch time lineup. He set some great screens, did some good things for the first time ever. I've I've never seen him do anything that was like productive at the end of a game. So I have to give him credit. You you want to laugh at Bolden, but if I told you right now that Marcus Bolden could, without penalty, go play at North Carolina, if you just snap your finger, you're taking that deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. <laughs> I'll take him. We need bodies. <laughs> we'll take him. He should have left. That's what, that's my whole point. I'm on his side. It's like Jabinijay. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Jabinijay was there, I was like, get out of there, Mike. You're Come do, on, find your new home. You do the move where you say the guy sucks so badly, and then you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on your side. <laughs> yeah, I'm your friend. I'm your fan. So what's your answer to this dilemma about Duke? Uh are they the first team? Are they like are are they the first half team that we're seeing that's struggling and getting down and to these teams that they should be blowing out? Or are they the team that's closing? To you, like, all, in all seriousness, are do you fear Duke? Do you think that they're? Do you feel like Duke it's, is a Duke is a half blown up balloon right now? Like people keep blowing them and gassing the ego, and it slowly gets bigger and bigger okay. and bigger until they play Miami, and then it's gonna pop. Like, oh, they're they, definitely gonna lose. When, to Miami. Once they yeah. play a team that's gonna be able to match them and have the size and be able to actually take on what they have. That's when it will happen. But who do they play? Like South Dakota State, and then they play yeah. like our, the high school up the road here for the next few weeks. I mean, we won't. They're going to blow people out yeah, for the they next month. They definitely played a very easy schedule by going to the PK eighty and then going. No, I'm saying to the most in December. Yeah, and let's yeah, be honest, yeah. none of those teams they played in the yeah. PK eighty were that good. Um, Just kidding, Florida. I, I yeah, I mean, but yeah, they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose Miami too. I actually said that in the power rankings I wrote like two weeks ago. The Duke's going to well, be undefeated. Well, they always do. It's Florida yeah, State it's or Miami. You just pick whatever. They're team. always losing one of those. Uh, but that's not going to. I don't think it's going to do them in. I feel like this. We're very close to a Duke versus the field situation. I really feel that way. I, I'm not even saying that to to rile you up. I just I don't understand how you stop Bagley. Like he's double him. He is. You can't. You can't double him. Yes, you can. You can't. You yes, you can. Josh Pastner. Yes, you can. You have Grace. He, they have. He has too much talent around them, and I don't know. I mean, they're they're, they're going to lose games. They're going to have like they don't play good enough defense. That's very. That's very much a problem. They still have guys that chuck bad shots. That's very much a problem. Um, and and at some point, that's going to catch up to them. But I still think if they had played Portland State, you know, like if they had played them again, I think Portland State would win. If they played them at Portland State, their actual arena, they would Portland State would have won. Uh, so let, let's move on. We we brought up Miami um, as as. Going to eventually, we think they're going to eventually hand Duke their first loss uh, in February, oh, it, in January. It in won't January be their summer. first loss. Duke's going to lose. Duke's not going to lose before that. Duke's That's going to be Duke's lose. first loss. And and Miami's going to do the thing where they all slap the floor. Remember that game? Where, yeah, of course. Uh, Shane Larkin was slapping the floor all five. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do that. They're going to. Uh, Miami beats Minnesota. Um, Miami is. I'm going to say it. I'm not even going to tease it anymore and try to like hedge my feelings. Miami is my pick. I'm locking them in to win the ACC regular mm. season title. Uh, I think they're gonna. I don't think they're the best team. I think Duke is the best team, but I think Duke's gonna do Duke things, as we say. <laughs> and, well, they uh, don't. They can't win the regular. season. They don't win the regular yeah. season. They haven't won the regular season since 2010, um, which it, is unbelievable. That they it won is it pretty that crazy. Year. Yeah. So uh, I think Miami's gonna win, and and this game at Minnesota is kind of proof why. 
that was a very Minnesota was very this was like the game where the Minnesota fans were telling Richard Pitino what are you talking about? We were, we did not want you fired two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's I don't I don't know how you remember that. They were gaslighting the hell out of him by like showing up and saying like we've always supported you, Richard Pitino. This was a huge game for Minnesota. This was their like their announcement that they are a legitimate team, and Miami kicked their ass from start to finish. I mean Minnesota had like two decent runs to kind of they took the lead, but once they were and, just cutting the game back. Like yeah. basically Miami would go on these big runs to get a big lead, then Minnesota would chop it back down, slow the game yeah, down. Yeah. But if you watch Miami play, I mean they run a pick and roll based. NBA level offense with Brown, Newton. I mean, Huel. We were talking about Huel. It's a five star guy that's just dunk it over top who, of people. Who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? Where did he come from? Someone who, dropped the bag for Huel. <laughs> who, who is his daddy and what does he do? Oh my God, that dude! I had no like. So, I if if you know anything about me, you you know that I famously yeah. do not follow recruiting. Yeah. I'm willfully ignorant about recruiting. This guy's apparently a McDonald's All American five star. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. I, I know like maybe three recruits every year, uh, so he was not one of them. He goes to Miami as a freshman. He averaged like five points a game, didn't really play a ton last year. Mm-hmm. So this year, to me, he was just like this unknown like role player guy. That dude is unbelievable. He's, he's like so perfect for this team. That's the other thing. It's like he's not just very good. He's perfect at like a four-round-one big guy that can – and we pick and roll, and, and it wasn't like everybody. he was playing a bunch of scrubs at Minnesota. Like Jordan no. Murphy is probably what you you were telling me earlier. He's probably the Big Ten player he's, of the he's year. He's definitely as it Big Ten right player now. right now. Yeah, and Hugh wrecked him. I mean, yeah, and much. they got Lynch. Uh, yeah, they, Minnesota. Yeah, has a great front court, and and Hugh just destroyed them. Go look up those dunks. I mean, they're they're like ferocious. By the way, Jordan Murphy. Uh, you're big on the double-double thing. Yeah, he's got a double-double every game this year. Yeah, exactly. He's going for the record. David Robinson's record. He's basically Jordan Murphy's basically Caleb Swanigan of the Big Ten this year. But let's he's just be, not he's not as good. I'm, I I love Caleb Swanigan. He's it, not as good. It's, but it's not that he's not as good. It's he's not as lovable. You know, like when mm. Swanigan was doing it, it was like this whole story of like fat kid gets skinny and now yeah, he's like it, making the run. It's, yeah, I, I don't have that with Jordan Murphy. But like if someone can show me a picture of Jordan Murphy eating we like donuts the, when he was in eleventh like, grade, all and I know fat, about him I'd is, be into it. Yeah, all I know about him is he signed at VCU. Yeah, left after Shaka. Went to Texas. So someone he, was doing he this. His, he like didn't have long hair at first, and now he's growing his hair out, and that's where he's like getting his power. I don't. That's that's. This much is a random there. aside, but there's a nice little sidebar conversation to be had. When Shaka left VCU, he loses Kenny Williams. He loses Jordan Murphy. Like if he had just stayed at VCU with the recruits he had, it was his, his best team class. Would be better than, he would be. The, he would be better than the Texas team and had a chance to actually win a title. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So Miami. Uh, I still think Minnesota. Minnesota is the only team. I guess Purdue, I, we like Purdue. All right. Um, but Minnesota, to me, I, th- I think Minnesota's Purdue better than Purdue. has a ceiling. I think Minnesota is a team that like I would not want to play in March. Yeah, right? Minnesota can be very, very good. I think, for me, Minnesota is the team that could beat Michigan State in the Big Ten. But Michigan State's going to win by like five yes. games. Michigan State, honestly, I would set the over-under at one and a half Big Ten losses. We haven't done enough. Like I know, personally, I haven't given enough credit to Michigan State. They're, in my opinion, the second-best team. And that's not because I don't think Villanova's better than them or would beat them. It's that they've earned it. Like you beat North Carolina, you yeah. beat Notre Dame. Those are two top ten teams. It's like you're the second well, best. Well, let's team talk in the about country. Michigan State and beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Um that game happened last night, Thursday night. Uh just Michigan State's size was overwhelming for it's Notre ridiculous. Dame. It's ridiculous. Nick Ward does not get enough credit. We've reached a point where like Miles Bridges, there are very, very long stretches of Michigan State games where it feels like he's like their fourth, maybe fifth best player, which is not a slight on him at all. It's just more like 
we, we, he's playing out of position. Exactly. We've said this plenty of it's times. It's not his fault. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just trying. You know, he's, he, by the way, he's playing still very well. He's still clearly their best player. He had that huge it's dunk just, early in the game. He dunked on his own teammate. Yeah, uh, Nick Ward. But it, the supporting cast is unbelievable. They're they're all stepping up. And yeah, Langford, Winston. I mean, they're both way better. I mean, I made so much fun of Langford, and I feel like this year it's like to come back at me for all it because you know I talked about his hairline and everything just as a joke. He had a bump. Now, he had a bump hamstring last year. It yeah, was, it was the uh, that's the move. He's I mean, living up to the recruiting. He had the hype. same thing that the Grayson Allen had, where like you you know oh, you, you're playing poorly. You're just like I stubbed my toe. I got the turf toe or whatever Grayson was dealing with. I'm refreshed this year. I'm ready to go. That's what Langford had going on, and. I was rolling my eyes at it all last year, but now I'm starting to think like actually there might have been someone, and you know people might have been onto something there. Uh, so yeah, you think Michigan State's the second best team? Yeah, in the oh, country? Well, because they've earned it, and I don't think Hold rankings on. matter, but they've earned to be number two just by the resume. You talk about like Hold actually, on, that's not the question. Who, yeah. Who's the second best team in the country right now behind Duke? Well, I, me personally, I think Villanova is the I best team too. in the country, and I think that Duke is the second best team in the country. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. That's I would love to see Villanova play Duke tonight in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, in Philadelphia. Hold on, talk Duke to Duke goes this. up there. I think I think Villanova would beat them by 15, 12 to fifteen points oh, if they played tonight. Yes, in Philadelphia. Yes, a real road game. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's and it's strictly because of like I look at a, the matchups of like Brunson, Duvall, give me Brun, like everyone that would match up. The only person would be Bagley, but. Jay Wright's a good enough coach to to figure out how to handle Bagley, yeah. and guess what it is? Double the dude. <laughs> just double. Just, like, double just double him. Just put seven guys on there. It's double him. Double Carter. Double. No, no, no. <laughs> double him and make him see if he can pass it out of the double team. Like I have yeah. not seen him do that yet. Yeah. Prove yeah. it to me. Yeah. That's all. That's all you got to do. Just double him. Come on, Jay. <laughs> This is gonna be your thing all year. I want to see you on Twitter with like when, when Bagley goes for like forty six and twenty six against some team in the AC against Boston College. I want you to, I want you to retweet it. And just be like, should have doubled him. No, <laughs> <laughs> didn't watch, but guess they should have doubled. Should have doubled him. Um, so you're you're going with the 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 theory, the whole like if they played today angle. No, I'm just saying right now. I think that Duke is like everything has worked out in their favor, yeah. and no one's talked about those first halves. No one's talked about how bad they've looked in some of these yeah. games. They've only talked about the final run, which has been amazing. Which is what I talked about, Grayson. I gave him a backhanded compliment. Well, it all it all goes into one picture. I mean, for you got you don't have to talk about one or the other. We talk about it all, and the end result is that they're beating all of these teams. They have. Five NBA players in their starting lineup, probably. Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch. <laughs> it might be, but you know, that's. I, I mean, to, to me, Duke Marvin Bagley is like an offensive Anthony Davis. That's kind of the vibe I get watching him in college. Yeah, like the impact he has. Like just, I like to call him Julius Randle light. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's a joke. He's just like how how much bet like he just looks completely out of place on a college basketball court. It's just man. He shouldn't boys. be playing college. He basketball. should not be playing college yeah. basketball. I get Anthony Davis vibes watching him. That's not to say I don't mean to compare the two. Like he reminds me of Anthony Davis. It's just that aspect of it. And so if we're gonna use that comparison and we look at Anthony Davis's supporting cast of. I don't even remember. Kid Gilchrist, Terrence Jones, Marcus Teague, Deron Lamb. Yeah. That, that was the starting five. And Deron Lamb was probably his and best asset on they that go, team. They go 38-2 and win the national title. Yeah. One of their losses was at Indiana on a last-second shot on a miracle. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, I think, was Vanderbilt that year. Kevin Stallings, you know. Of course, they never of course, had a shot. one of the best coaches shot. in college basketball. They never had a shot against Stallings. <laughs> and then they, like, breeze through the NCAA tournament to a title. If that's, like, the template, and now we have Bagley... 
kind of doing the same thing with the Davis did, except on, I don't know. I'm just like thinking about all that. Like I don't understand how anybody's ever going to stop Duke this year. Like once they start figuring out their defensive problems, and they're just going to go zone all year. That's what they're going to do. And this and, is what Duke does. When North Carolina does get things, Duke follows up so they can just steal the narrative. Mm-hmm. So this is the year that they would win the title. Um, so still, Villanova's there are better. Three, there are three teams that have a play at or a claim at being the second best team. Villanova, Kansas, and Michigan State. A lot of people think Michigan State has earned it. Um, I'm one of those people. I, I just can't shake Michigan State losing to Duke when Duke didn't even have Bagley. I, I've, I, I see the hot take. Our uh, friend of the program, Rob Doster, was saying that if Michigan State and Duke played today on a neutral court, he thinks Michigan State would win. And I don't think it's like that insane of a take, but it's kind of insane. That's kind of an insane thought because they didn't even have Bagley, and I can't shake that. I don't know, but. When they didn't have Bagley, it opened the game up so much more for Grayson. Like Grayson got to be full on Grayson <laughs> Allen in that game, and I still think it was a conspiracy. I think I think Bagley could have come back in that game. So if if, if Grayson wasn't killing Michigan State in that game, and Bagley because Bagley was in, wouldn't Bagley have just been killing Michigan State? I mean, what? Or they would have been fighting over who? Yeah, they would have doubled. They probably would have doubled. They would have doubled. doubled Nick Ward, Darren Jackson. Uh, I think Villanova is the second best team. Um, Kansas. Let's talk about Kansas. How do yeah. you? I, I I had my power rankings today. I had Kansas ranked power ranked sixth, um, because pretty fair. They the only team that they've beaten is Kentucky, and I don't think Kentucky's that good yet. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky could potentially be good if like a lot of things go right, but I don't I I don't think Kentucky's going to be super relevant this year at all. And Kansas looked very bad for long stretches of that Kentucky game. And my rationale for a lot of I got a lot of flack from Kansas fans saying, "How can you say Kansas is sixth? But you have Villanova at two when Villanova has played nobody. Also, Villanova has not like has not shown me anything bad really. Mm-hmm. Villanova, I, I coming into the year, I thought Villanova and Kansas were very good teams. Villanova has done nothing to disprove that. Kentucky against or Kansas against Kentucky worried me a lot, and that I I can't shake that. I they 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 ran up against length and athleticism for the first time all season, and it just ate them and, up and they were lucky to, to win the only reason they won is because Kentucky has no idea what the hell they're doing because they're all because these these kids these because Cal can't reach these kids that's what not yet not yet he may reach those kids Working later uh, I will say this Kansas plays at Syracuse tomorrow no they play in Miami oh they play it's yeah, in Miami. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, Miami yeah yeah they play in Miami but they do play Syracuse yeah. yes they do play Syracuse that's length athleticism of course it's also a zone I want to see Kansas be able to beat a zone when they have to hit shots. Yeah, basically when like when Makai Luke is obviously the guy that has to do that. Graham has been a little off, and I'm, as much as it hurts my heart, the apostrophe himself—that's his nickname. People, uh, he has not quite been there, especially from a scoring aspect. So they haven't been able to replace the scoring from right. last year. LeGerald Vick is sort of hit or miss. I don't know that I like their team, but they so, they They're, sort of feel like and. They're blowing everybody yeah. out that they're playing. Yeah, they're but, like, but it's like Texas Southern, Oakland. But the teams yeah. are playing are very bad. And the other thing is, Kansas is is built to blow out very bad teams. I mean, yeah. when when you're playing a much inferior team and you run up and down and shoot a ton of threes, you should be blowing teams out. I mean, yeah. I don't know. So I don't. I, I that's all. I don't have any. I don't think Kansas is bad yet. I just think like there's really only they've really only given me one data point, and I was very unimpressed with that data point. Um, so until I get more, I, I'm. By the way, what what's up with Billy Preston? Do we do we have any idea? No. I just I just thought about that. Yeah, we're, exactly. Like, we're, yeah, we're yeah Billy Pre- the- yeah Billy Preston is like basically MIA at this point. Uh, if Michael Porter Jr. is obviously the big story, but Billy Preston is a. If you're in Lawrence, Kansas, like you are concerned about what's going on there. That's a very strange situation. 
What the hell? What, what, yes. what is happening? It just came to me. Like, I don't know why. We were talking about, I was thinking about who they have on the roster. I was like, they don't have very many big guys. That's right. It's because they don't have Billy Preston. Well, they, they, so we talked about the scholarship limitations. They only have like seven or eight guys that can actually play that are on scholarship. Mm-hmm. So Bill Self, this is the last thing I've heard about it. He went to the football team. He was recruiting people on the football team, a la Julius Pepper style. To come oh play God. on the basketball team to give them more bodies. Interesting. So that makes you, I mean, that says enough about where we stand with uh, No Limit Bill right ba- now. And they still couldn't get him? Like, cause if, you're, if you're a Kansas football player and you get an opportunity to be on the basketball team, aren't you just like, absolutely? Yeah, because you're like, like I'm t- so tired of losing. Ship. My God, I'll have oh some God. friends here on this campus. Finally, people will recognize me <laughs> on the campus. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I don't know Kansas Kansas will be fine I guess eventually I maybe they won't they they to me they might they might be the uh, Arizona situation that you were talking about last pod where uh, they're walking that tightrope like if they, if they don't if they're not good enough maybe the FBI sweeps in this Billy Preston thing's got me shook man I I I didn't even think about it until right this second I think it was uh, a decision from what I'm seeing right here Bill Self decided to hold him out during the investigation mm. so it's not like he is actually suspended by any sort of organization but they're just holding right, him out. Right, but that but like the whole why are you holding him out? Like yeah. they're, they're, you know. That means that you know something you is know there. know something's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Self, bad guy the week. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly find out Monday. Uh, but yeah, Michigan State uh to me to me it's pretty clearly Duke number 1. Um I think Villanova is the second best team. I think Michigan State just what they I I can't shake the Duke game, but you know, if you want to put Michigan State at 2, that's fine. So if, if, if you feel Villanova, like Michigan State, Duke. That's yours. That's my top three. Oh my god, Duke just keeps sliding. Yeah, I I realized that I made this whole argument about Michigan State being number two, and they earned it. So I'm going to give it to them. Uh, so the other thing I want to talk about to you, uh, the Big Ten. I don't know if you're aware of this. They're kind of irrelevant, but but this was this is interesting. The Big Ten is starting conference play this week. Yeah, this Sunday. Because. They're doing the the Jim Jim Delaney is as as you named it manifest Delaney mm-hmm. is trying to take over the country. He's yes. trying to take over the world. Yes. Uh, he wants the end goal for Jim Delaney is for every Division One team to be in the Big Ten. He's gonna he's gonna absorb every team and then he's gonna divide them up in the divisions. And we're gonna have like. The Big Ten ACC is what it's going to be. This is like the Trapper Keeper on South Park when he just starts sliding (laughs) through and just like slowly just consuming more things. Like that's Jim Delaney. This this is Jim Delaney. And that's where we're going to eventually, like the ACC is just going to still be the ACC. It's just going to be under the Big Ten umbrella. So it'll be like the ACC division of the Big Ten is what it's it's going to be. It's sort of like, you know, One Shining Podcast, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. You Mm -hmm. know, it's North Carolina, part of the ACC that's also part of the Big Ten. He wants to. He 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 had to play in New York because yeah. everyone knows New York is Big Ten country. <laughs> We're playing the conference tournament in Madison Square Garden. Problem was the Big East has the least or has the however whatever the business terms are. Um, I, again, I, I don't I, know. We'll circle back on we'll, it. We'll circle back. <laughs> the 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 Big East had the the week the of the conference like the the usual conference yes. championship leading into Selection Sunday. So instead of Jim Blaney saying, "Oh." Well, I guess this was a bad idea in the first place. Let's just move it back to Indiana, where it belongs, in Indianapolis, mm, mm. where every, there's open containers and everyone can walk around downtown and get drunk, and it's awesome and everybody loves it. Let's just push it back a week and have it at Madison Square Garden. So because of that, the, it, it cuts into the Big Ten regular season schedule, which means you have to like take games from the end of the Big Ten regular season, 
kind of like wedge them into the non-conference schedule. And, and it also is going to hurt them on Selection Sunday because it's going to yes. be a week behind, so yes. no one's going to remember any of those games. And the point I want to make, Tate, is that the Big Ten is going to get maybe two teams into the Yeah, they're going to get killed tournament. by that. That's so dumb. This is a very bad idea. Um, and it would be a very bad idea in any year, but like this year, given what we've seen out of the Big Ten so far, this, this seems very, very bad. This is going to be disastrous. And not to mention, like, I, are people really I, – I don't know. I guess like it might be a thing once – the big t- like, it'll be cool to see games in Madison Square Garden, but is that? I don't think it's gonna like be that. Well, it's big gonna of a weird. Deal. Me, it's gonna weird me out when I'm watching Greg Gard in Madison Square Garden try to figure out and draw plays. I'm. You know I'm what's gonna. Scared. You know what's gonna make me think it's gonna of. It's gonna me. just all it's gonna do is make me want the old Big East back. It's not the same. The Big Ten thinks it's the old Big East. It's not the old Big East. People forget about how great the old Big East oh was. My God. We just it's can't just, even get into it right now. I'm locked in. They hated each other so much. Yeah. Uh, Never shook hands. Speaking of hate, no high fives. Cincinnati Xavier is tomorrow. Yes, crosstown shootout. Tell me everything you know about the crosstown shootout. There was a great fight once upon a time that I watched. I think that was in 2012. Uh, Somewhere around there. I don't care. But there was a great fight that I watched, uh, and the, one of my favorite lines that's ever been said after uh, a nice l- little fight. Zip them up. It was Zip a great up. thing. Um, Mark Lyons. Yeah, and then I love that Chris Mack. And Mick Cronin are like mini me and like big, you know what I mean? It's like short and tall. I like how they look alike. It entertains okay. me. Um, Is that about what it? else? Bearcats. I mean, I just think that's embarrassing. It reminds me of Bobcats. Like we can do better than that. Bearcats is a bad nickname. I'm yeah. sorry to. I'm sorry to say, Cincinnati fan. Bearcats is bad. I've Be- always viewed okay. Xavier as like a Sweet 16, who, who, Elite who, Eight team. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this: What side are you on? I'm always been on uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, interesting. Public school. Oh, because you feel like it's a Duke Carolina situation. I'm always on the side of public school. I went to public school. I never went to private school. Is the worst. Uh, So I'm going to sell the Cincinnati Xavier rivalry to those like that are listening and feel like they have no reason to care. Um, First of all, you don't have a reason to care. That's part of what makes the rivalry awesome. Is that Cincinnati Xavier? They don't care that you don't care. They. It, to them, it's, it's a great game. I feel like I watch it every year somehow. Every year, we, we, we were joking in our preview pods that every year they play, like one team is ranked 21st and one team is ranked like 16th. Yes, they're it's always... Almost yes. exactly what we got this year. Yep. Xavier's ranked 21st. Yep. Cincinnati's ranked 11th. Um, Big year for Mick Cronin. So, it's called the Crosstown Shootout. I went to... I've only been to one in my life. One Crosstown Shootout. I went and I think it was two years ago, I want to say, 2015. I can't believe they haven't changed that name. I covered... <laughs> they changed it for one year because it was like, but this is the point. Was like this this rivalry is so heated that they thought shootout having the term shootout would make people kill each other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they they like people really got together and thought this was a real concern. Like <laughs> we might actually have people be killed over this. And I thought it was the funniest thing. And then I went to the game and I said, "That's it's, legitimate. That's not the, guys. It's legitimate." So the crosstown part couldn't be more wrong. It is mm. not crosstown. They they are like right next to each other. They're like two miles away. So your whole like Duke Carolina six mile thing, like people walk from one campus to another to mm-hmm. go to the game. It's it's crazy. They're like right next to each other. The hatred is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I've been to a lot of rivalry games in college basketball. This isn't like a uh, we uh, we hate you, but only but like be- but like a little like, like, yeah. side, like oh we hate you. Yeah, or, those or, are the worst. You know, like the the commercials. I remember when ESPN would do like a rivalry thing. Maybe they did it with football. Or mm-hmm. they, they had like a commercial where like a well, like all, the mascots are all. Well, I, I the, the one I, the one scene I remember was the uh, like Ohio State Michigan. Uh, man and woman are like in the car, and oh. like someone gets thrown out the car. It's like it's house like, divided, yeah, 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 house divided type stuff. And you got the Duke, and it's always like this fun, lovable. Like I cheer for the other team. I che- 
You notice in that commercial, there was no Cincinnati Xavier thing. <laughs> because like if they, you get them in the same room, they just want to beat the shit a, out a of each other. capital crime had yeah. occurred. It's like, That's oh, why, cut that. like the fight that happened when they when they actually <laughs> fought each other, it was like, like people in, in Cincinnati were like, oh man, this is bad. This is a bad look for our rivalry. But behind closed doors, they're like, yes, yes, <laughs> we love it. They love that the fight, they, they absolutely love that that was the first thing you thought of because they hate each other so much. And, um, Anyway, watch the game because, first of all, they two very good teams. Like Cincinnati is – I think Cincinnati, this is the best team they've had in a very long time. Uh, Xavier got blown out by Arizona State. I didn't actually watch that game, so I don't know what happened. But I, I still think Xavier has a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a great game. But I, honest to God, I've never seen a, a rivalry as heated as this. And that's not to say it's the best rivalry because you're going to say there's nothing at stake. Like nationally, people don't care. They're not fighting for a one seed. They're not fighting for a conference title. All of that is fine and well. If you go to one of these games, just be a neutral fan. And if you're if you're going to try to like fit in, you're like, oh, well, I want to go to the Xavier UC game, and it's at UC, so I'm going to wear a Cincinnati shirt. Keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, <laughs> keep your head on a yeah. swivel. You're because not, you're you not necessarily die. safe. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I saw like the the game I went to. Um, I I swear to God, this isn't. I'm not using hyperbole. I saw um, a a man with gray hair put his hands on like a 12 year old boy to like basically fight him mm. like the 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 kid started clapping when he shouldn't have been when in this guy's mind he shouldn't have been clapping he thought he was like rubbing it in and he goes and like grabs him by the arm and then like the guy's dad like went and like pushed him and like a thing broke out oh those, are the, be- those are the best those like, are, the are best. you kidding me and the uh because it's always like the smart ass like 12 year old that's the one that's like the most arrogant about yeah, it he's like yeah, looking he back clever. at you you're like, yeah. I don't, i'm not gonna name like which side was which because i know that the other side is gonna yeah. use it as fuel and say like Oh, they're well. Let me tell you about when my Tim got yeah, yeah. those other people have rapists cheering for him. It's like you know, like I don't, uh, I don't want that. I'm not trying to stoke those flames. But and then the other thing that stood out was uh, there. There was like a small pocket of Xavier fans like stuck all the way up in the corner. There's the mm. Xavier student section. Uh, there's like 30 of them standing up because Xavier's a private school with like you know 106 people. Going yeah, there, exactly. And half of them are on the basketball team. Uh, so they're all tucked up in the corner and. Um, the the halftime entertainment was the Cincinnati dance team because mm. the game was at Cincinnati yeah. at UC, so the Cincinnati dance team comes out and you just hear like this faint but like super passionate <laughs> boo <laughs> boo this man and I'm looking yeah. up like you're booing the dance team and these people would you know they, they hate the dance team more than I don't know just watch this rivalry please watch I, I just want people to watch I like it when you boo the band and the dance team yes. and, like the, the <laughs> acts of like actual students that are there that's it always is, good. it is unbelievable so uh, that is going on the, the problem is. It's on noon. It's it's being played at noon, and that is very. But that's much how a I always feel it. I feel like it's always an early afternoon game where I like I am eating lunch or like coming back from doing mm-hmm. something on a Saturday, and I can just like oh they this need, is on. Oh. They need a they need a tradition at Cincinnati. Like they need a day to say like this is the game. This is like the rival on this day we play the game. Um, I don't know because because. They have done it on weeknights, but like I don't. Yeah, you get, told me they moved around. They I, can't I get just anybody said this to care. time of the year. Who cares? No one cares because no one like ESPN has never put in on ESPN. It's always on ESPN two. It's on Fox Sports one this year. Like because no one nationally cares. But and I just feel like right now is why no one cares too. Like even when Louisville plays Kentucky, it's like it's I don't really care. Like I mean, I guess yeah, like true too. you know, it's, it's like sometimes I mean, I guess I do. And sorry, Kentucky fans, I'm sure that really hurt for me to say that, but like it doesn't mean as much at this time of the year because I don't feel like they're figure, full yeah. rosters and they're ready to go. You're still I mean, figuring out the teams. Yeah. I wish they had to play the PK80 in February. What if like what if Cincinnati Xavier was the first game of the year every year, and that was like the kickoff? Yeah, it was like Friday that Friday that's what night. I'm saying. First Something game like that, of the a gimmick. Yeah, and that's their gimmick. Is that Friday night is the first game? Yeah. 
That I would, would be watch awesome. That. I'd be pumped. It's like a chicken and egg thing, though, because no one, no one outside of Cincinnati cares because it's never on ESPN and like yeah. a perfect slot. But it's never on the perfect slot because no one cares, and then it just kind of spirals out of control. But uh, anyway, that's gonna be an awesome game. Uh, Wichita State goes to Baylor tomorrow at 2 p.m. That's on ESPNU. Which getting the, the Wichita State. Uh, that's how do you feel about that? You gonna watch that game? I'm gonna watch it. Oh, interesting. I thought you were done with Wichita State. Well, I'm watching Baylor. Baylor's playing tomorrow. Your boys, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I made, I made, a, I made a very bad Scott Drew, uh, a, a misguided tweet about Scott Drew. What do you mean? I I, I pulled out the Scott Drew uh, third law, mm. which is for every great win, there must be an equal and opposite <laughs> loss. Tough loss. Because it's always they, a tough loss because they came off of because uh, Baylor lost to Xavier. And yeah. They came. They came off of the uh, the whatever Hall of Fame thing they won. I think they won in Kansas City. It was Kansas they, City. Yeah. So they come off that another early season tournament championship for Scott Drew, and then they immediately turn around and lose at Baylor. And I just thought I was trying to meme. I was trying to get my memes on, you know, mm. and for the socials. But by the way, it, it, I think it works the opposite way too. Like I expect Baylor to win this game because they lost to Xavier. Now they're like down, and now yeah. we're like, oh man, maybe Scott Drew's not that good. And, and then he like, turns around and wins. Wait That's a the second. whole point. That's what the Baylor fans don't understand. The whole the whole meme of like is Scott Drew a good coach? It goes both ways. Like it's we, also we the greatest distraction in all of sports because like the whole time that you're worried about this, like you don't even know what's going on with your program and Scott Drew because you're like, I'm mm-hmm. confused. Like, what is this guy? And let, I should say this: Scott Drew is the king of preseason tournaments. He's like, absolutely like, like, he literally. If, they, if, they, so if got, they played March and November, that's what's so damn funny about all of this is that he he. <laughs> He's the king of the preseason tournaments. <laughs> Not so much the postseason, but he has made a couple lead eights, but he's never made a Final Four. But he does go, like, he, he wins a ton of games and he's turned the program around. So we should say but he's never won the Big 12, and it just goes on and on, and you'll never stop. <laughs> and we'll, it'll be 40 years from now, we'll still be talking about whether Scott Drew's the greatest all season coach of all time, Scott Drew. It's the funniest Kids thing in the are world. Always I ready. cannot get enough of it. Um, and I fired, off a, I fired off a tweet. I actually wasn't watching the game, mm. and then Baylor fans were like, you asshole! We were down five with like three minutes left. It wasn't a blowout. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make some jokes on this Twitter.com machine. Uh, Kansas at Syracuse, like we brought up, they play uh, 5:30 on ESPN mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, this is the game you're excited about. Coppin State at Georgetown. Yeah, on Sunday. Tell the people why. All right, so Georgetown, Coppin State. Juan Dixon is the coach of Georgetown, for people that don't know. Played at Maryland. Uh, going back to the D.C. area. Going to play Pat Ewing. These are two coaches that are so disinterested in what's going on on the court. I mean, it's going to be the greatest competition of all time. And I try to give you a little tidbit. So people people don't know this. Juan Dixon's wife is a star, right? She's on Bravo. She's got her own show. Wait, it, what? Wait, what? Yes, that's what happens. Uh, the Real Housewives of the Potomac River. Wait, what? Wait, what? That exists as well, and it's not an internet series. It's a real series. And Juan Dixon is on the show. He is married to his wife. Um, they yeah, got, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of guys are married yeah, to their wives. Yes, usually married to their wives. Uh, <laughs> but he split with his wife in 2012, got a divorce, but he's still on the show. And now they're partners. They're not together. They're like just business partner. partners? No, they're partners. They live together and everything. So... I was watching a clip of the show because I, you know, I'm doing research. I want to see what's going on with Coppin State. They're 0 and 6 right now. How can we turn this thing around? But we're behind the times, so we get to just see the interview when he's about to take the Coppin State job, and she's like, "Juan's gonna have to go somewhere else. Like, you know, this is what you got to do in coaching. You got to go to the bottom and you know, climb your way up to the top." And he's like, "Ah, yeah, kind of. I don't want to leave here. Like, I don't want to leave the Potomac because it's so beautiful, and like, you know, I don't want to leave this whole area." She's like, "I'm not going with you. Like, wherever, <laughs> like wherever you want to go." So she needs to go to Coppin State, help him out. Like he needs so some she, moral support. Like he needs something. I'm so very confused. So they're married or not? They're partners. 
partners. So does that does that carry any? No one knows. I don't <laughs> no know. I, I literally, I've tried to research what the difference is, but I guess I don't know. They're partners. How do they file their taxes? Is what we're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so whatever. I don't know if he needed an extra bag at compensation. Basically, watch the game for Juan Dixon coaching and Pat Ewing and Pat coaching. Ewing. These are two guys that are not coaches that are coaching. Can we get them mic'd up so when they shake hands, like at the at at or, you know the pregame. Thing yeah. where the, the teams are warm up, they like, go over talk. Hey, how's it going, buddy? How They're you like, doing? God. What the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I here? This is a terrible idea. What am I doing? I am so tired. This is not the NBA. Boy, oh, this nope, is a bad idea. Nope, it's a bad choice. <laughs> uh, and then, as we said, as we started the show, Pitt Duquesne is mm. happening. Probably, if you're listening to this, it's too late. <laughs> yes, you missed <laughs> the it. The game's probably over. Look we will highlights. cover that on Monday. Um, anything else you want to hit before we go? Uh, Ashley Judd at... Kentucky. She's at the University of Kentucky today doing a seminar, wearing a UK blue shirt. Ashley Judd is back. Ashley Judd is back at Kentucky. We want to get her on the podcast. If you know Ashley Judd personally, please reach out to us. One Shining Podcast. We would love to have her on. Talk about all that the fandom. Talk be, about Chick-fil-A. Talk about whatever. That actually would be awesome. Do you know that she harassed me as a child at a North Carolina <laughs> game? Yeah. Think about that, Ashley Judd. Are you doing? So are you piling on to the Hollywood uh, yeah. harassment things? Are yes. you trying to do here? Yes, exactly. You're, you're yes, throw yes. Ashley Judd. Under I have the bus to file for, my case against Ashley Judd. What'd you do? I was talking about Kentucky and not so. I was the you know asshole twelve year old, and uh, she like snapped back. What did what? That's it. Like, what, yeah, what, that was all it was. What, 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 what am I gonna say? What you at a Carolina Kentucky game? She was like, at what was the a, She was in the Dean Dome at a Carolina game, wearing all Kentucky stuff. Like Kentucky was playing there. Yes, yeah, North okay. Carolina, clapping, having the best time, having a hat on, oh wearing UK blue, sitting on the sick. floor, Ugh. just cheering for another Gross. team. Ugh. But like obnoxiously, obnoxiously, just like yeah, supporting her team. Oh, can you imagine? Come on the podcast, Ashley Judd, defend yourself. Can you imagine? Uh, we are actually gonna have guests. That is uh, yes. We've teased this before. Um, Tate and I are working out a, a plan for this. We have some names lined up that um, you could probably guess. People that I know, people that I've tormented in my life as mm. a as a Ohio State basketball player, um, and maybe people you don't know, people that I know. have not tormented in my life, and would love to have. So them come we're working on, my show. on that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to us. We've been having a ton of fun with this. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy listening to us ramble on about college basketball. Um, if you do, go ahead, subscribe. Throw those five-star reviews. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah. Follow Tate Frazier at Tate Frazier on Follow Twitter. Follow at Club Trillion. At Club Trillion on yeah. Twitter. And We're on again, Twitter. You don't, do, uh, you don't do any other social media. I uh, No. No, yeah. we don't even, even plug nah. it. So, yeah, check us out. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, you know, the crew crew season is still over, Tate, but uh, I, I don't know. Should I sign off and save the crew? Do I, I guess we couldn't save the crew. We still have We still have a full year. We still have a full year. Go to Austin. Visit Austin.com. This is a bad idea. And or visit why, MyrtleBeach.com. You wonder why you're Tate the Snake. You know, like, you wonder That's why. That's not my name. <laughs> That's not my name. Not yet, anyway. You keep up this crew stuff. <laughs>